what you're about to hear is an incoherent mess. <laughs> Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Mars Podcasters. Who are these CGI hot dogs coming at you through the magic of podcasting? My name is Shannon and as usual, joined team of my brother Jake. I'm Batman. Jake, is this the first time we've done a movie twice? No, uh, it is the first time we've done a movie twice. Uh, I think we've done Pixar many, many times, but this is the first movie we've actually done a follow-up. So we of course, of course are talking about the brand new, brand spanking new, all new uh, mm. It's uh, it's the director's it's, cut of Dude Where's My Car. It's nine it's, and a half hours long. Um, it's just and then over and over again for twelve it, hours. It's that's a that's an extended cut. I've never seen more and then in my life. Uh, now we're of course talking about the Snyder cut of uh, of Justice League. Now this is it's kind of an interesting story, really. The, the internet won, I think. Is this this what we're talking about? Well, I, I think that the DC fans were so appalled with what they got from. Uh, the, the first Justice League in 2018, I believe it was. 17, was, I think. 17. They were so appalled by that uh, that they demanded this get re-released. And uh, three years later, we, uh, we've got a new release. It, it, it was shrouded in mystery because I think, obviously, for anyone who doesn't know the story, we are, of course, talking the Snyder Cut of, the, of Justice League. And we have covered Justice League on another podcast before. Um, so anyone that's not a DC uh, viewer or even a Marvel fanboy can probably just tune out now, really, because this is not going to be of interest to anyone. But effectively, what happened was, and there's a lot of history behind this movie. This this thing has been in the news pretty much ever since it finished up with uh, Zack Snyder, who who had done both uh, Man of Steel, which was okay. Was it, it was okay, okay received? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it Pe- was okay. People didn't like Superman snapping people's necks, but. You know, well, they just have one person's neck, but yeah, they weren't overly thrilled with that moment. And then we had Batman vs Superman: The Dawn of Justice, which um, didn't need a, a, which a, didn't need a subtitle, a but it had one. Yeah, and and that was then the trilogy followed up was was the culmination of uh, Justice League, all directed by Zack Snyder. Um, and so he was shooting and, and was in principal photography at the time uh, when, sadly, his his daughter passed away. And so he left the project and was brought on by Joss Whedon, who, yes. of course, avenges Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame. Mm-hmm. And so that caused a whole raft of issues that has been covered very uh, hugely since, uh, but mainly around Ray Stevens, who played uh, Cyborg, s- saying that it was a it was a pretty horrible set and that there was some bullying and there was pressure by the studio uh, on him um, to to basically not not talk about the allegations of, of bullying and, you know, some inferred racism on, on the set. Um, and so if you now look at Justice League, the 2017 Justice League, and we, we you know, we, we can't talk about one without the other really. So mm-hmm. we're talking about looking at the Justice League and we're just going to jump straight into the movie here. So spoilers that he is absolutely and utterly cut out of, Justice League, pretty much oh, in terms of yeah. the I, uh, I think he probably gets out of what I reckon. Is, I haven't really looked it up, but two and a half hour runtime of the original one, uh, he probably gets a good 15, 20 minutes of the whole movie uh, in it. Uh, so he was he was cut. So he was basically called the heart of the film. So the heart the heart of the film was meant to be Cyborg in in uh, 
Zack Snyder's original cut was meant to be. He was the heart of the film. He brought the team together. He was, you know, the driving force. But in the in the original Justice League, it, that was not the case at all. And so it's you know that's one of the one of the many clear changes is that Zack Snyder has clearly given m- much more airtime to the relationship between uh, Victor Victor Stone, who is yep. uh, Cyborg, and his dad. So th- there's clearly a, a much bigger relationship there. Um, much more complicated relationship as well. First of all, the tone is really different. It's 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 exactly what you would expect from Zack Snyder, and, and clearly you can see what's happened is they've got all the way through most of the shooting and and Josh Whedon has come in and has been asked to Josh Whedon it up a bit, which is to kind of have quippy jokes and lines and and probably just in terms of the palette, the colour palette used, certainly there's a much brighter colour palette in Josh Whedon's version than Zack Snyder's. Now, anyone that's seen Zack Snyder stuff knows he really likes monochrome and it's all yep. about greys and blacks and everything's a lot darker. And so I think you can see the studio interaction here. The, 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 they're, in, they're meddling in the, in the final cut. You can see that in the Do- Joss Whedon cut. I think, I think that the, the really big difference, I, I think, is... As you said, all, all the quippiness seems to have gone. It seems to be a lot more serious movie. There's very few jokes spread, sprinkled through it, which was a bit surprising that he cut so much. I think really Zack Snyder was really offended by what Joss Whedon done to his movie because uh, reading reading up on it, they said basically there's there's no shots that were done just by um, Josh, Whedon, Josh Whedon. They were all kind of cut from the movie and he only used the shots that he made. And so, so thankfully we get no more weird Superman mouth. Yeah, well, that that was the biggest, the best thing to come out of this was the opening was very, very different to the original. And, and, and you know, it, it's an improvement, right? Like, it, it, it's, it has to be an improvement over Justice League, the first one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard to... I, I didn't re-watch the original Justice League, which I probably should have done, but I didn't really want to go through it again. <laughs> um, so I, I watched it. I, I watched it and I was, th- I was thinking, I don't like this. But it's way better than what I saw last time. It's watchable, at least. It, it's um, I think its biggest problem is its round runtime. T- to be honest, it, it well they, they tried to break it up into what nine different parts, so you could kind of take a breather, which the, is what I kind of used it for. The thing is, uh, the thing is, with no with no intention to be a theatrical release, why wouldn't you release this as episodes? I'm not really sure why, because it was meant to be a four-part miniseries going for an hour apiece, is what the original, uh, when it first got released, was the original plan. But then, you know, late last year, they kind of decided, no, we're just going to run it as a feature-length, three-hour and 58-minute movie, Um, which, who can watch a movie for four hours these days? Uh, Who can can stay invested in the characters for that long? I I, I couldn't, and and I found myself drifting. What it what it does do is it feels like a different movie. Mm. It, it re- like it, I think this is not a director's cut in a traditional sense where it's like, oh, here's a bunch of deleted scenes that they didn't didn't include, um, and it's just a, a lot more material. This is fundamentally changing the story and really manipulating. There's not a lot of what's what Josh Wood, Josh Whedon put into the movie left no, in the movie. There's, not, there's nothing. Apparently, it was all cut. There's there's a, a few set pieces that you will that you will identify as being mm. from Justice League. They are 
substantially expanded in terms of action. Yeah. Um, but there is whole new sequences and whole new reasons for characters doing things that they didn't otherwise wouldn't have otherwise done. And I mean, you know, to be fair to Joss Whedon, and you know, frankly, no one needs to be just fair to Joss Whedon after all the publicity he's had in the last couple of months. Um, but he, it, it was obviously going to be devoid of some uh, detail, given that the runtime was two hours versus four and a half. So yeah. he's there's, there had to be stuff that got cut out of it, and I, and I think think the problem here here is that nobody Zack Snyder needs an editor. That's yes. that's that's Zack Snyder's problem across all of his movies is he needs an independent editor to come in and actually shape the film. Because one thing that jo- uh, that that Zack Snyder is great at is visuals, and there's there's heaps of great visuals in here, or at least there would be if the CGI wasn't quite as janky as it is. Uh, and I think that comes down to my biggest problem with the whole movie over itself is I mean the runtime's a problem, but the CGI, especially Cyborg, I just hated how he looked on screen. Did he we looked not, like a did we weird... Not, did we not learn from Greenland? Like, don't CGI suits. Well, I just... Like, see, like, I don't... Like, the Flash looked fine. Aquaman looked fine. Batman looked great. Uh, Superman looked fine in his new black outfit. But this weird... It, it, looks, it looks so out of place. I mean, to me personally, it just looks so awful. Considering that in the... On that wall where he's kind of half alive and they, they merge him with the mother box, he's still mostly human. Yeah. So I don't understand why you would take away that full, that, that human side of him and make him all metallic and a really bad metallic at that. I was just, I hated everything about the look of, of um, Cyborg. And I think that's where it really hit home for me, that, that, that really ugly looking metal that they put on the screen. Yeah. And there's a couple of scenes where he's wearing a, a jumpsuit or a tracksuit clearly because it, it's cheaper than having to animate him all the time. And it looks time. better. But, but, it, but if you're going to, rep- you're going to compare that to a character that we've seen done in a very similar vein, that's done really well is anytime you see Iron Man flying around without the mask on. Yeah. But like- even, even in the, in the very early stages of Iron Man, when he was all silver, and not not the very first Mark One, but the later versions where he was all silver. He looked three hundred times better than what this guy does. Yeah, except every time you see Cyborg, you've got to you've got to have Ray Stevens, the actor, in there mm. with with a, a green you know green suit on that they can they can mesh to it. Whereas when you see Iron Man, a lot of the time he's got a mask on, so it's an all CGI character, yeah. so a lot easier. But and I'm thinking about there are times when you see. Robert Downey Jr. in the Iron Man suit, and it's done a lot better, but probably because there's less shots of it. Yeah, but also, I mean, they're, I know they're going for the the Steppenwolf type look, where it's all kind of shiny and angles, and I, it, it just really felt out of place every time he was standing there. And when he was walking, I thought was really, really janky as well. Like he he looked like a robot walking, but I felt like that character should be more fluid and more agile than what he was. He was really kind of, I am Robocop walking like that, which I thought was really kind of odd as well. You didn't get that from Iron Man, I felt it either. You got, you got a lot more of him being just him, which is is far more aesthetically pleasing than, than the cyborg character we get. Now, I think mm. I've called him Ray Stevens a couple of times. That is the guy who played the Punisher in the Punisher Part 2. Um, <laughs> it's Ray Fisher, I will say, Ray and Fisher. I'll try and get that right. So Ray Fisher is cyborg. Um, it, relatively unknown, but sort of more known for his 
outspokenness after after the fact, and he clearly had a horrible time shooting Justice League with uh, with Joss Whedon, and I yeah, think I'd, that shows in his performance. Like I don't yeah. think. I don't think he's really standing out as a as a great performer. Even, even the extra stuff that I'm see that the problem is I'm not sure what was done on the day, like on back in in the in 2017 or 2018. I, I don't know what was done then and what was added in post production, if any of his stuff was. Well, he definitely was. was he definitely came back. Now he could have absolutely screwed this project and just refused to come back, which would have been his right, given how horrible his time with it was. Um, but he came back, I think, because they all had a really close relationship with with Zack Snyder. And watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, it really does seem like there's a genuine connection with Zack Snyder. Um, Jason Momoa talks particularly glowingly about his their, their their relationship. So I think he's actually got a really good relationship with all of them as a group. And and that and that's all fine and good. But we, we really need to break down what we see on the screen because I don't I don't I don't feel and we have we have the same problem we have. From the very day, day one, you've got too many characters and not enough time to introduce what they do and who they are. I felt particularly lost in the Aquaman stuff because we hadn't seen a standalone Aquaman movie till afterwards, and I haven't seen Aquaman. But the the William Defoe, uh, Mira, the way they what what powers he has, it's never defined on screen. And I, I try and look at these things from people who don't know the backstory and don't know. Um, what the character's like. And I, I was really quite confused on what what he was doing and what he brought to the table. There, there, there's way more in that scene to give you a bit more guidance. Yeah, yeah in terms there is. of what you're seeing. So um, Amber Heard, um, her character uh, is, it takes on Steppenwolf um, and he's able to kind of bend water. It's kind of like manipulate water is her, yeah. her deal. Yeah. Um, which I was actually sitting there going, no, I haven't seen Aquaman either. So I'm sitting there going, how do they shoot this? Like if, if, if you can't have, how would you physically have actors underwater talking to each other as a, as a movie, right? Is that all just CGI the whole time? But then she's got a power where she can get rid of water so you can just talk normally. So I was like, that's that was a really good way of dealing with that because otherwise yeah. I'm literally sitting there going, is Aquaman just a whole bunch of people going, I think that's that's the whole thing is that 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 ability. I'm not sure if all uh, as no, I was going to say as Guardians then um, Atlanteans have uh, that ability to to open a, a an air pocket so they can stand in and, and talk. William Defoe seemed really out of place. Like it's a really weird casting choice for me. He just looked he just looked weird with long hair. Yeah. Not sure what it was. Yeah, I, I know. I think. I think, and I. I think the biggest problem for me is I think Flash is one of the is one of the most under underused or undefined characters. Um, very it, early on, he only gets about ten minutes of build up, as he did in Justice League. I don't think he was expanded on at all, it, um, other than it, the, the Speed Force stuff. You, you do get a whole new sort of opening scene for him, and you do it sets up the Flash movie with with presumably a love interest um, for yes. him, which is actually a really stunning. Visual, right? Yeah. Um, introduction where he he he's straight through glass, and um, then you get a whole bunch of CGI hot dogs, man. I I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why we need slow motion CGI hot dogs. Oh, slow motion, man! There's so much slow motion in this. I know it's Zack Snyder, but the yeah, runtime would have been about about three hours if you cut down all the slow motion. It's a lot of montagey slow motion stuff. Now, for our audience trying to follow this. We are doing our absolute best because it, it is a mess in terms of structurally. It 
the overarching story is kind of easy enough to follow, but there is so much going on in this movie. It's really like talking about three movies put together. I, I think, yeah, and I mean, and I'm not going to go. We're not going to break down the movie scene by scene and tell you the story, but I, I the, I'm just going to I'm just going to say stuff as I think about it because it's four hours of content you've really got to think about. Um, and I'm just kind of just running things off the top of my head. My my biggest complaint, probably 20 minutes in, was other than that very first Wonder Woman scene, there was very little actual superheroes. Yeah, there was a lot of backstory about the um, the uh, uh, not the the Wonder Woman's race. There was so much of that fight scene and backstory and. Who did what? And I, I love the appearance of Green Lantern. For, I don't remember him being that much in um, the first one. Well, that that but, battle sequence is is brand new. So yeah, that entire so the, the gods and the humans and the what are they? What are they? As uh, uh, Amazons, Amazons, the Amazons, and then the Atlanteans, Atlanteans. And, and also joined by the Green Lantern Corps uh, yeah. to try and to stop. Um, uh, to, to, to basically Dark defeat Darkseid um, and also Steppenwolf. Uh, and and they, were using, they were using the mother boxes to terraform uh, the planet and they, they basically defeated them and then left the mother, mother boxes on Earth. Yes. And so those three races, well, the, the men, men man, uh, yep. hid one, the Atlanteans hid one, and the Amazons hid one, which is um, the... The process that Steppenwolf goes to to recover them, um, but also on Earth is the other thing that he's been that Darkseid's been looking for, which is the anti-life anti-life equation. equation or something. Yes. So so there's this now too. So it's 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 very confusing. So this is a lot of nods to people who know the comics really well, but for someone who doesn't really follow any DC stuff outside of Batman. It was really confusing what was going on, but I actually appreciated that more, more of that backstory. I mean, if this is a TV show, you know, if it's an eight-part TV show that that runs at forty-five minutes each, I can get behind law. Like I, I'm, I'm into law. If you want to spell it out for me, but but this is this is a movie, and and we're trying to appreciate it as a movie. Um, and there's a lot going on. I I thought. First of all, the, the design of Steppenwolf is much better. Oh, heaps better. Heaps better. In, in terms of the CGI, and he's clearly just one big CGI monster. Which is, I, still, I still don't think it's good. It still has a problem. Like, that's a problem. Compare, because- compare, I'm, I'm comparing all this to Marvel and comparing any CGI beast. But Marvel's got the same problem, right? Mar- yeah. Marvel has the same problem with its bad guys. Because if you're talking bad guys, you can pretty much point to Thanos and that's it. But... But the yeah, problem, but he still looks good. But the problem, I think, with, I think with, with the the the, the one dimensional characters they are um, is a problem itself. But the actual look of them, other than maybe Thor: The Dark World, is is really quite good. But the thing is, we got we got what thirty movies before we had a genuine Thanos threat. This mm. is well, we had Loki, which was but which was but we good. but we had we had he was teased at the first Avengers, and yes. we didn't actually see him properly until the third round of Avengers. And so yeah. you had all this build up where it was like, he's coming, he's coming guys. And all these bad guys are pointing to it. We got three movies before we were like, Oh, we really have to care about dark seat. Like it, it, it's, it, it was unearned 
and Steppenwolf, unfortunately, is just another big CGI monster mm. that kind of you, you don't know what his skill sets are. And basically what it comes down to is he's more powerful than any everyone but Superman, right? Yeah, and, and they gave kind of a, a, a stumbling, oh, he made some mistakes. That's why Darkseid doesn't like him very much. And he doesn't want he doesn't trust him anymore and he's he's doing he, he this. He tried to, get to usurp the throne. He tried to yeah. usurp the throne. So he's got to get fifty thousand Homeworlds conquered or yeah. whatever before he's, but he's, but he's he goes for Earth to get the mother boxes because that's the grand gesture that he he kind of needs, uh, which is fine. So so Wonder Woman can kind of take him, but not defeat him. She can kind of hold her own. Aquaman is basically useless. Yeah, yeah, because um, it's on Flash, land. Yeah, and Flash is you know fast, and Batman is a human who can fight good. Oh yeah, it, look, it's not a great team. Uh, it's not who I'd want to invest my an earth defense in um you know but but at least uh, at least it's a gathering at least the team elements are better done and more fleshed out and more Mm -hmm. earned like at the end of it i genuinely kind of felt that they were a team Uh, whereas you don't get any of that earned stuff at the in the shorter cut in the weeding cut You, you don't get that sense of coming together the the way they come together is kind of such a mishmash and it's so unearned, it's so quick, and all of a sudden, bang, they're a team, and and they finish. And I mean, the way they finish the fight and all that is all brand new. That's all sh- all new shots, you know. Yeah, it's 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 an entirely cra- differently crafted movie at the end than it is th- than the Weeden cut. Like it's you're looking at completely different stuff, completely different yeah. movie. Yeah, and I mean, I th- I think the build up is is better, but the ending is just this. It's much muchness, really. Other than the, the the gruesome way that they kill Steppenwolf, which was brutal, like that's not really something that I expected from a, a superhero. So, movie. so, all right, well, let's talk about this because because the Whedon cut was made as and for American audiences as a PG thirteen, um, yep. which would roughly relate to what it's it's it would be it was what was it it's, here? It, M? It's it's between a P- PG and M, but it yeah, was not, it was M here, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was M here. Yeah. So, and it, it jumped up in this cut to a to a to a, uh, a, a, a an R an R rating, I think, in America. Was well, R in America? MA which would have been an MA fifteen plus here. Yeah. Now, it it gets that for blood, gore, and and language, which is the most out of place to me. I reckon, like they've gone back in and they've edited shots, particularly say Wonder Woman's bank uh, rescue, mm. when she throws the guards, they now leave kind of bloody streaks on the walls. Yeah. Which, like, they, 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 which means they, she's they literally hemorrhaging out of, their, out of the back of their heads, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you also get Stannis. It's not Stannis. What's his name? Dark Bolton. side. No, you get the guy Bolton. from Game of Thrones. Uh, Bolton. Oh, he's uh, a, he's uh, a Bolton. Yeah, I know his name. Yeah, yeah I know his name. Um, um, no, he, he's a... He's a, he's a He's a the man with the. He's a no. He's a he's a Bolton, isn't he? Is he Ramsey Bolton's dad? Ramsey Bolton dad. Okay, sure. Okay, why not? Yeah, he he's Ramsey Bolton's dad. The man with the voice who could just send me off to to Nodland. Like he's the most <laughs> beautiful voice I've ever heard. Anyway, he's a bad guy in a bowler hat who's yep. yada yada something something a bomb with some kids. Right? He he gets blown the well, fuck up. I'm like, I'm like, does she like just? Does she vaporize him? Yeah, he, she just obliterates him. It, and like, I, just, I said, to, I was watching. I'm like, why did she need to destroy half the bank? 
Like that just seems ridiculous. So, so, so that scene ends with a flash of light. So she does the gauntlet the, the, clash, yeah. and then it just yeah. cuts to, to to light in the weed cut. Yeah. In the Snyder cut, you see outside, and the whole like windows explode, which means he's just been vaporized. You just see his hat float down. Right? I, just, I just don't understand. Like she's she's way faster than he is. Why would you destroy the building to kill one little man in a hat? Yeah, and, and then, and then in front of children too, then to go yeah. back to those children and be like, like, you can do okay? anything. You can Are do you anything okay? you can achieve if you're a girl. Aww. Oh, God. Anyway, so I, she he, she then goes back and reassured some good girl that she can be anything, um, forgetting the fact that she was born into the Amazonian race. Uh, yeah, probably, I hate that. She's like, can I be you when I grow up? Well, no, yeah, you can't because you can, I'm anything. a god. Unfortunately, I'm a god. I was like made saying, by a god. I'm the best of the of an ancient race that no one knows about. Yeah, I'm the very. I'm I'm 500 years old. Unfortunately, no, you can't. But you could no. you could be like a writer if you want to, or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, you can be a journalist. Sure, yeah, yeah sure, it. it's fine. Um, so so there's way more blood. You also get two f bombs. I didn't even notice the f bombs. Where are the f bombs? In, entirely entirely un, unneeded. There's one f bomb with um cyborg when. Uh, Diana talks to him about joining, and he she says, "You know, think about, yeah." She says, "Think about humanity," and he says, "Fuck humanity." And I was like, "Ugh, that just that just doesn't need to be there." And there's fuck, one fuck the police, one right at the end, which is um, Batman actually says it to Joker uh, right at the end. And and spoilers, we're going to talk about that scene, but then oh, Joker, Joker does appear. Oh, uh, we in, are in the movie. Um, so he drops the f bomb, and again, oh yes, that, that's, entirely oh, unnecessary. I didn't mind that. That one wasn't. It didn't seem out of place. Oh, it felt out of place to me. It immediately grated on me. I was like, why? <laughs> why does that need to be there? Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's, way, there's just way more gore. There's blood ahoy in well, lots they, of they places. They cut his head off. Like it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty. And then, like, and then Darkseid crushes it under his boot. Which is pretty um, cool. So it, oh. it was a really, I actually really liked that sequence. I thought that was sequence was really yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I, I thought that that was probably the best sequence other than, other than them probably fighting Superman, which was in the original movie. But it was uh, trying really hard to be not Marvel, right? Like, yeah. That's, the Whedon cut was trying really, really hard to be, to, to Marvelize this movie. Mm. This is kind of a correct course correction, which is we're going to do something completely different. We're going to show blood. We're going to show gore. In the in the footage that they already cut, like it's not – they couldn't do anything really more. So, you know, they didn't – there was nothing that they could sort of add. So they just splashed a bunch of CGI blood around. Yeah. Which didn't really need to be there. Well, it, it, it mean, showing one woman destroying humans – didn't do anything for me. Like I understand they need to, you know, they're bad guys and they need to be punished. But to you know, I, I just I don't. Superheroes are always one for me that, other than like your Deadpool's, your Punishers, they're not aiming to kill people, even the bad guys. And I just think, and I, I understand that this isn't the comic books and it isn't you know the animated shows or anything. But they, you have a precedent in your mind that you think that this isn't going to happen, and then to see it on screen is a little bit unnerving it's a bit like i don't i don't like what's going on here watching a superhero movie it's, maybe that's a marvel ingrained in me yeah maybe and i mean i there's a place for it i think you know the, the animated batman the the dark knight returns and stuff has yeah. has elements of gore um that are kind of needed and um you know the killing joke and all that sort of stuff they're, 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 they're fantastic and they, they have and they, flashes of but you expect that because you understand the comic book and the comic books that have gore are intended for an adult audience uh, yes. you know this this is kind of kind of trying to take its have its cake and eat it too 
Mm. Uh, you know, let's 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 try and talk character for character. Okay. I, I think I think well, let's start with Batman. Um, yep. Actually, no. Let's end with Batman because we'll talk. Okay. We'll talk Batman and that end end sequence. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, I think a lot of the pervier shots of Wonder Woman are gone. Um, I, st- I, I still, I still, it still irks me though that the men are dressed head to toe, head to toe yeah. in costume, and then she's walking around with just her mid section covered up. Yeah. And it just, I know that's probably her costume, and it's in the comics and whatever. It looks out of place and completely pervy. But it does sound to me like Zack Snyder has listened and cut some of the pervier shots. The angle. The of, angle, and the shot, angle shots, shots of her, which, you know, I don't think you can pin on Whedon. I think that's a that's a Snyder issue. And I think Snyder sort of has realised over the, the course of his films to try to tone that down a little bit. Mm. Um, she gets a lot more. She gets a great scene with Alfred and there's a little bit of yeah. kind of relax, relaxing her character a little bit. Um, you get a little bit more uh, feel for her and and Cyborg and that relationship and that dynamic. Um, I think she's just a better, more well-rounded character in this version. Um, it's still, she's still, I think she's still underplayed in terms of her strength. Like she, she's almost on par with Superman, at least in my understanding of her character. In, in general, you, you, there's there's times where she's taken down Superman. I think. Um, she's not a character I know very well, um, being honest. But from what I gathered from the the movies, um, she's she's fast, she's strong. Um, her I don't think her her weapons are very well explained. Like, what does that beam of light do? Um, you know, we know the lasso of truth makes you tell the truth and everything. But I, I don't know. I don't know her powers well enough and where she sits on the spectrum. I think she's she's better than the ninety percent of humans or all of the humans. Um, and the only person she can't beat is again is Superman. Um, we did lose that jokey scene with um, Jason Momoa sitting on her lasso of truth and talking about how hot she is, um, which was clearly a, a weed a weed drop yeah, in. injection. I'm so glad that's gone. I, I don't. Even, I didn't even remember that happened. So that's probably until you just mentioned it. Didn't even remember it. So, so that, that's all gone. Um, and and she she the the, the pacing of so in the in the Whedon cut, a Batman is is aware already, and I think there's a Batman rooftop scene with a criminal that's completely cut. Yeah, yeah. And where they're talking about the reason that the faceless winged CGI demon things are, are yeah. there, the paradigms that they're there, that's all gone. So Batman is unaware that this is happening, and it's Diana, it's Wonder Woman that comes in and actually says, "We got a problem. They're already here." Yeah. So Batman is recruiting these guys not for any particular purpose, but just to get this group off off the ground in case something bad happens down the track. I mean, you've got, I think, the Luther warning. So Luther warns everyone that more stuff's coming. Right at the end of well, yeah, well, that, I think I think you're still. I think the, my biggest problem is I, I didn't rewatch Batman vs Superman, so I think that, that was my biggest my biggest downfall. Um, to not watch it again and, and go back to it. But yeah, I believe that Luther tell, tells him that he's coming um, and you kind of dropped in it where, where Wonder Woman's um, yeah, the, the main driver of getting this team. So I think, I, think, I think Alfred kind of alludes to the fact of what Luther had said. Uh, and, and so Batman is just building this team based on kind of like a, a threat that he's not really understanding what's going on. 
or and then, just get yeah, yeah doomsday prepping. Yeah. So, but in in the in the in the Whedon cut, he's aware that something's going on. Yeah. And so it's actually you know Diana that brings that to him after the whole arrow in the Acropolis thing. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens that kind of pads that out. But it's actually Diana bringing that to to Batman. Um, Aquaman is 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 a little bit more padded out, including a weird Celtic song, Icelandic song. That yep. Really, I don't know why that's there, but it's not there. Me either. Uh, I, I I really struggled for the first half an hour because I didn't have subtitles for some weird reason. Because I was because you had to watch it on binge. Um, I didn't have subtitles on my from my streaming from my phone to my TV. Uh, it was only until I you know kind of closed everything down and started again that I got subtitles. So I actually watched the first part with Aquaman and Batman without subtitles. Made it a little bit hard for me, but the that scene is basically exactly the same. Uh, Batman goes in to recruit him, gets shot down. And you know the legend of the fish man or whatever it is um, comes again. They, just, they, cu- uh, they cut a whole bunch of exposition out of that. There was some cave yeah. drawings and some stuff. They cut a whole bunch of that out because yeah. you, that the movie over time explains that better. Yeah. The boxes and the history and whatever else. So yeah. you kind of lose a bit of exposition there. I, I, I really felt like he was kind of rushed through and just kind of yadda yadda along um, as well. And then, but then, then you had more scenes with him and I said with Mira and um, and William Defoe's character explaining that he's you know he's coming and he's taking the guards and their guards keep disappearing to get tortured and until they figure out what happened and then Dar- and then uh, Steppenwolf had some weird robot torture spider. mind extractor spider thing yeah. which made no sense because it never said that before and all of a sudden it's there. Um, so that that was a little bit more interesting. You got you got a little bit more of Atlantis before uh, before the Aquaman movie. So that was a little bit interesting. Yeah, so still, there was a bit more of that sort of understanding of that world, which you yeah. don't see at all. Like the, the biggest problem with the Justice League, the Whedon version, is that it felt so rushed. This mm. gives you back context in some in some capacity, not not brilliantly, depending on the character, but it still gives you something. To go, oh, I understand why we're doing why they were doing what, what I th- they were doing. What I think would have been really interesting if they could have enough um, footage was to do an hour on each person first. Like if you did an hour on Wonder Woman and all the Amazons, and then you did an hour on you know Flash, and you did an hour on Aquaman, and then you did an hour on Batman, or then you slowly bring the team together and build it along if they had the footage. The last that time they tried that was bloody Arrested Development Season 4 and that was a complete and utter shemozzle. Yeah, so, but I mean, that, I mean, that's a bit different to a, a superhero I, I, movie. I, look, I, I like The Flash and I and I thought he was the best part of Justice League, the first round. Yeah. I, I his, his read now and that character is really grading at four hours. Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. Now, like, that's I can, Ezra I can, I can watch episode and episode of Flash, the Grant Gunstanson Flash on the uh, CW. I think he is the definitive version of Flash. He he is Ezra Miller's take minus about fifty percent, and you get you get Barry Allen from from the I, Flash I TV just, show. I think you put him and you put Jesse Eisenberg doing Lex Luthor in this movie. Yeah. They are just they're wrong. Like they, I know, I I get what. Ezra Miller's trying to do. I, I can see what he's going for. I really can see what he's going for. In this nervy, stumbly character is just overused because he he does that at every every opportunity. So you get this kind of weird, janky, constant 
nerd that is just grating. And I, I don't, he's, you know, he's now, there's, there's huge stuff happening with the flash here. That's clearly yeah. trying to set up the next flash movie. There's, reversing time and there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on here flashes forward flashes back um that there's a whole bunch of stuff that got cut out of that the Whedon cut that's now back in here that makes this movie infinitely more interesting that stuff the rewinding of time and the nightmare but, stuff but is yeah, far I, more interesting yeah, but it feels like it's in the wrong movie but the rewinding of time makes no fucking sense it, it makes no sense but like you can yada yada that with science. Yeah, but you can't yada yada that with science. And that's the biggest problem is that you under, like, I, as a comic book, comic book story, I knew exactly what he was going to do. I knew exactly what he was going to do. I've seen it millions of times in TV shows and movies. I know what exactly what he's going to do. But to your average moviegoer, you're like, what, what's he doing? But, All but, of a sudden, but, but, but what's he doing? Our average moviegoer is watching the Snyder Cut. This is this is a fan service for fans, yeah, right? It, it it is, but to a certain degree, like you've you've shown, the, and again, the problem is you haven't spent enough time with these characters to know their powers, so you don't know that Barry Allen might have done this before in the past. He might have accidentally rewound time before, so he knows he can do it. Well, well, How we know, all of a sudden he knows he can do it is well, beyond. We know he he can do it because he comes he comes to Batman in the previous movie, so we've seen him do that. Yeah, but that might have been a dream. You're, well, not con- you're not confirmed that it's actually happened. He comes back to say that Lois Lane is is important. She's the key. She's and the key. So you, so you see that, and that's out of place in that movie. That suddenly makes sense in this movie, and makes then makes that retrospectively makes sense. And so mm-hmm. that's that stuff, and and the nightmare stuff is far more is the most interesting part of this movie to me because it feels really out of place. But it's the part where I actually sat up and went, "Holy well, shit, what's what's going the on?" Night- the nightmare becomes a parallel universe doesn't it well does it i, I mean this is well, alternate it's, certainly, it's certainly alluded it's certainly alluded to and it's and it's uh, you know we've all got theories on it let's so so look aquaman is is thereabouts the flash uh, we've got our issues with cyborg yeah. absolutely has a much more fleshed out but version. i didn't like his character i still didn't like his character but I didn't like the way more, he was. But you've got to appreciate he's much yeah, more fleshed out. Yeah, but I didn't like. I didn't like the way he was. The story was told. I didn't like the look of him. I didn't like his acting. I didn't like the way he walked. I didn't like the way he talked. I hated everything about Cyborg. I didn't I, think he was interesting. He was. He was a Dallas character. But you at least again, get no. Of- yeah, but no, no. Um, his powers weren't explained. What he can do? Oh, you can talk to machines. That's all you're good. You can rewind time to recreate that that little thing that you crushed yeah sure no worries you can create you can control metal now why not because you're cyborg you, you like, also got you. a little bit yeah but you also got a little hu- humanity in terms of um giving money to the to the poor woman and there's a whole bunch of stuff that that at least gets a little bit of humanity and you at least get the the, the payoff with the father-son relationship now i mean that that got that got just obliterated in the weed cut. There was yeah. no, none of that was earned. And in fact, the the the, uh, the epilogue on Whedon's cut, which is where you see Cyborg and his dad like paling around, that wasn't earned at all. That that was that was nonsense. And so at least if that was included, it's not here. But if it was, at least it was earned through that. You get the payoff of him making up with his dad and like showing up, even though his dad didn't. He's the one that showed up. To, to help and assist. Yeah, I, I think I think it's the the relationship and and his his part to the story was well more fleshed out. And I, I liked 
I don't remember his dad making the ultimate sacrifice so they could track down the mother. It doesn't. Box. It doesn't happen in the weed cut. Yeah, and I, I, really, I really liked. I really liked that because it seemed like oh, he just killed himself for no reason. But yeah. there was a reasoning behind it, which was smarter and and um, you know it was a self, it was a self a selfless act, which was really it, quite. Yeah, in in fact, his dad's alive. It made, it made that character. Char- yeah, made, made, yeah, made that character uh, redeem himself in a way. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for the greater good and, and help you, son, to to you know do what you need to do. I thought that was really that was really quite good. I just I just didn't like any of it. I didn't like yeah, any of the performance. Uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I just I just think it, it's it gets a it it restores. That character was absolutely murdered, like in, oh, yeah, in the wedding car, and at least you I, get I think, some padding. I think you got like fifteen minutes of screen time. Like that's how little he was utilized. So at uh, least you get a whole raft of stuff around his motivations and why he's doing what he's doing, um, and how he feels about what he's doing, and and at least how he's built, and, and the fact that he was powered by one of the mother boxes, and that mm-hmm. that at least gives you some reasoning behind what's what's sort of going on. And um, I did. I did really like the 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 way he talked about machines. Like you know, she wants to fly. Like it, like the machine is talking to it. Like it has a has a presence, which I thought was really quite interesting. Which I would have liked to explore more um, deep down. But I, I guess yeah, I really struggled with that character. And so you get you get that that other sequence where um, you get the big sort of site, what I call the silo fight. So they're all fighting the parademons inside this kind of weird silo. So he's yeah. uh, cyborg's daddy's there and some other hostages. Um, and so that used to be, there was a pep talk between flash and Batman about just get the hostages out, save people, you know, yada, yada. And then you get that ridiculous scene where the flash falls on wonder woman. And, and it's like for comic relief, like, Oh look, they're, they're laying on top of each other. Yeah. See, so you lose all that crap. And I think you believe, oh no, I didn't lose that because I'm pretty sure there was a weird, a weird conversation between the Flash and Batman about what do you bring to the table. Yeah. And so that's I, yeah, all, all that quippy stuff that didn't really wasn't funny. The the, the line about what's your superpower? I'm rich. Is still in there. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate that because it's kind of and that's and that's right because that's what the audience is asking, right? Yeah. But, but then you get a whole bunch more product placements of of him driving a nice BMW uh, Mercedes. Um, yeah, which was so, ridiculous. So you, you get that, but but you that that silo sequence is way better. Um, you get the Flash j- jumping between hostages, like not being able to really help them, but kind of like being there as yeah. Cyborg helps them out. But then you get him bounce around, actually saving them from crushing debris. So you actually yeah. get the Flash do something at the end of that that sequence. Um, so there's there's a there's a heap more. St- fleshed out of that scene and, and, and i really love how i really love the flash kind of walks up to him and kind of like pushes them and it, and then when they come back to full motion they, they they fly off which i thought was really cool a cool uh look at things i think the, i think the way the flash was represented was re- it's really hard to do because you've got you've got quicksilver in the x-men universe you have quicksilver in the marvel universe um and you've got and now you've got the flash i really liked the lightning aspect of the flash how there was it was always like this blue blinding light that kind of followed him around um there was no like smoke in there or anything but it was it was i really liked the look of that compared to it looked different to the way marvel did it and i think i really appreciated that yeah i i, I think 
the the lightning stuff around Flash is really cool, um, and and that's they've clearly spent a lot of work getting that right. And anytime he's moving in fast or slow motion, he looks great. Yeah, and the suit holds up really well, and it's all that stuff. Um, the the like Snyder knows visuals, mm. and, and so the visual stuff is fine when the when the CGI holds up. Yeah, and I, and I, do, I really like that scene where the Batman Batman's got like a, a like a crab thing climber which was kind of cool and then that gets destroyed so cyborg takes over that and reprograms that to kind of show his strength it's so um, gray everything yeah. in this movie like everything with snyder is just gray yeah. um i didn't like the tint of whedon's like it tried to be a marvel movie that tint, and it looked awful and it looked crap but this is so gray and but i think i appreciate at least when they're driving into that last scene it's just fire step and wolf. It's not just red, fiery background like the the the, the Wheaton cut was. It was kind of like an actual city they're driving through, and I I, I really appreciate the Batmobile being back. I love that Batmobile. I think it's it looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let, let's talk about Superman. Yep. I think it's probably your next your next one. Well, it's it's Superman Lois. The and- yeah that that storyline, um and um, and uh, Martha. Um, which I said about 400 times while I was yeah. watching it. Um, yeah. I, I really, that that whole arc bugs me in a way. Like I, I understand he loses his memory and they restore him with the mother box and Lois is the key, so he flies away. And then he gets his memory back and they call his mum. Yeah. Come visit me. I mean, Batman restored you for a reason. Yeah. When you get yeah. your memory back, you fuck off and go help him. Like, what are yeah, you, you doing? You do get a nice scene with Alfred and the black um, suit there. Yeah. Um, Which is Lois, clearly done. Lois is clearly, her motivations are far clearer and better and she's clearly in mourning um, and, and she's clearly pregnant. You know, like yep. there's a whole raft of stuff that's clearly being set up. Um, th- that ridiculous conversation she has with uh, Martha Kent Mother. Ab- about, you know, you just need to get like that whole shit about the farm and um, that, that no conversation. One about, no one gives a shit that the farm is foreclosed on. Nobody cares. But she had that. She had that. She had that, convers- that terrible conversation with her there. You know, and it kind of to me, I, my memory it, it alludes to like Lois is horny and like is that she was missing Superman because of the sex. I don't I, remember that. I feel like that was the tone of that conversation. Now it's about sh- trying to encourage her to get back into journalism and, and yeah. to, to move on, yeah, which, she's is actually work. The ma- which is actually the Martian Manhunter, which is actually another cool little intro yes. to a character uh, that, that wasn't yeah, in the, so in the cut she needs to go back to, back to the journalism. And obviously he's got a bigger plan for her, um, which, which uh, that actually really shocked me when he turned – into yeah. the market. I wasn't really expecting that at all. Which is and really was, cool because it's it like it's really another cool. bit of fan service. It's like, oh well that's I get what's happening here now. Yeah. Um and so you know, her she's much better articulated in terms of her motivations and what's going on with her. Um and that's far better than what we got in the Whedon cut. It it gives Superman a, a level of understanding in terms of what, what motivates him and what's happening with him. Um you still get that really great fight scene, but so much of that quippy crap is gone you yeah. still thankfully get that great eyeball of the flash I, that, one of that's my favorite the parts part of the whole movie of whole justice movie. league is when he when you see superman can can clearly see flash in slow, in slow motion yeah. um 
is really great. So you I, still I, get- I, 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 you still get rubber people though. When yeah. he flings them off, they just yeah, yeah. And I just the, that's my biggest problem with this is everyone's going, oh, this is such a great movie. It's so much better than the original. It's still not a good movie. No. Like, no. And that's the, that's the biggest, and that's um, we'll get to that anyway. Well, it's, it's not even a movie anymore. Like yeah. it's just this epic. But that 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 scene is really cool. I think you know. I, I think the part between Batman is, and Flash is the best part of it, um, and where you know he you can see that Flash is clearly faster, but only just, which is really kind of cool. Um, yeah. I like how that Superman identifies that Batman is probably the biggest threat to him, and kind of. Yeah charges towards him and everyone else can you know bugger off i'm going to just focus on superman batman which i thought was really quite interesting um you've still got the history there you've got you've got batman's arc is is understanding that he needs superman um and trying to kind of right the wrongs of of the of the movie beforehand it's it's a it's a batman who is humbled i guess in terms of of that you've and you've got a flash who is just starting out so he he doesn't fight he he, he doesn't know how to fight he he kind of skirts the outside he knows he's fast but he doesn't really know what to do with that so when he gets up against superman all he can really do is duck and weave because he's not he's not going to punch him because he doesn't know what the hell to do yeah so you've, you've got that sequence is extended you've got an underground sequence with the bat crawler the water coming in yeah which aquaman saves aquaman saves which was wasn't in the in the wedding cut at no, all. I thought, so I thought it that. was. For some I don't reason. think there's. I don't think there's anything there. In no, that. I'm sure. I'm sure Aquaman comes through the through the wall again. I don't remember like that at that. all. But you but you get an understanding that he's using his mum's trident, which is yeah. meaningful, um, and and kind of is part of the healing of of that character. And so there's just a lot happening constantly that that move through it, um, and so kind of leads you with Batman. Batman is the one that that gets the least. He, gets, he, he suffers the most from this recut because so he's kind of the driving force in in Batman vs Super. I mean, sorry, Justice League the original. He loses and, a lot of his quips, thank God. But yeah. he also kind of he he's kind of takes a bit of a back seat in terms of of the character development. Anyway, he 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 gets the least cut, I guess, in terms of. But he's he's not he's probably the, as fleshed out as he was in the in the other movies. Yeah, he, he just feels like he's got a lot less screen time. So, I'm, I'm glad you see more Commissioner Gordon. Um, oh, very, very little. Very, and, I still, and that I still, scene still. I'm still happy that he's more into it because I think J.K. Simmons is a perfect Commissioner Gordon. He um, looks weird in this, I reckon. He I, looks skinny. He looks I, very yeah. skinny. Which I everyone, he up everyone for looks really skinny. Like, Do I, you know what it is? I think it's the aspect ratio. This is another really weird decision of of Schneider. Is he shot this in in a different? In almost a square aspect ratio, a taller yeah. square aspect yeah, and ratio. It says that in the first one, the, the so, aspect ratio of what the director wanted it to see. But it's a weird. It's like an almost like an IMAX. Yeah, it was. Really, everyone looks really skinny, especially Alfred. Alfred looks like sickly, like almost. In, in Jeremy Irons looks sickly. Je- Jeremy's iron, Jeremy's and, iron. and he needs some more iron, Jeremy Iron, yeah. and and so he. I, it's a weird. It's a weird aspect ratio. It annoyed me watching it on my widescreen TV. Me you too. know, in a in a box shape. Like, Made me really annoyed. I'm like, I, just, I, I don't know why. TV. Why would you do that to me? Oh, well, I want to respect the director, but man, I, I want to watch my big kick-ass widescreen TV. Yeah. Um, and so, like, all of that to me was was interesting. And then we got to the prologue. So so, so the bits that they added, I, I thought were, were fine. It's just a really long movie. But let's talk about what we actually want to talk about here, which is which is the prologue. Well, there's three and, different prologues from. Well, we, we the after after credit scene we already got 
in the Whedon cut, but we got a different cut of that. Yeah. Um, so we got to see Lex Luthor break out of Arkham and then meet with um, Deathstroke. So Joe Manganiello as, yeah. as uh, Deathstroke. Perfect casting, by the way. Really great casting. Um, but you got a different conversation that took place. Yeah. There's a conversation in the Whedon cut about let's make a, an Injustice League effectively. And that's kind of it. You want to yep. you want want the Batman join my my club, right? That's the whole kitten caboodle. Uh, this one he he identifies. He knows who Bruce Wayne is, so he tells, which fucking angers me to no end. But Deathstroke anyway. and and Deathstroke's like, now nah, I'm interested. Yep. But there's and there's a whole conversation about that. Um, that's the first part of of that. Yep. You also get Bruce Wayne meeting uh, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, which really, so he, which was which was. It really bugs me that, he, like, there was no shock on Batman's face. Like, no, it was like, yeah, but who are you? You're a fucking alien being floating from midair. Superman's a, a, an alien being. Yeah, but it's just like, there was just like, there was no threat. He wasn't threatened by that. There was no, there was no quick, like, you know, get ready to fight kind of thing. It was just like, who are you? What are it, you doing? It genuinely here? appeared like they'd woken Affleck from a nap. Like, yeah, like that—that yeah. that wasn't acting. Like he was genuinely napping. He was just like, it's like, "What's going on here, man? What? Uh, oh, what? you're what? oh, you're a Martian? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you want to be yeah. friends with us? Because we're, yeah, you know, you're peaceful. I don't know. Like, what are you? No, it you're was, fine, it was odd. It was. It an was. Odd. A, it was a weird. I, I I appreciated them introducing Martian Manhunter and and bringing him into the fold. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I hated all the acting in that scene. I thought it was awful, and the CGI wasn't very good. Uh, I didn't mind it, and I liked that it was a previous it was, character that was. Yes, that was, I, I liked it. I liked the overall idea of it. I just thought it was very badly acted. You think it was rushed and brought in? Yes, it was yeah. brought in last minute. Going, oh, let's introduce Batman. And but that's and, that's not what the people are here for. Jake, no, they're they? here for the, they're here for the fan service. Now, the ver- the very large, the big, the big epilogue at the end of it was is can be taken in many different ways. Um, it can be taken as an as an, a nightmare scene, uh, which I think is what. It's intended to be. It it's it's clearly it's clearly a there's a couple of hints at this. Now, when Cyborg taps into the motherboard, he sees a version of the future. Yes, and and there's a whole bunch of scenes that that take place quickly in that in that arc. Mm-hmm. One of them is is Superman cradling a a, a, a charred person. Mm. Um clearly distraught. So we take that to be that's Lois Lane, right? Yes. That takes place in the Batcave. Yes. So, and then uh, Darkseid is there and he is comforting Superman and he uh, is is upset and sort of changes to a angry, steely resolve, right? So you see yeah. that, that sequence. We see um, we see Wonder Woman dead. Yes. You know, in yep. like a, a funeral pyre type type situation. Yep. Um, help me out. There's there's more that you see real quick. I can't remember the other ones. They're the, they're the ones that stick with me. So so well, they're they're, they're obviously two big deals. You see uh, a fallen hall of the Justice League hall with Superman Floating holding out Batman's yep. Batman's cow with a dead Green Lantern with Balrog. Yeah. Um, um, and you see you see the Triton there as well. Oh um, yes, you see um, Aquaman dead. Yeah, he stabs Aquaman. Yeah. So Aquaman's dead. He stabs him with a triton, and and he's wearing a crown that falls off. So yeah. Aquaman is the king of Atlantis. Yeah. Um, but he's he's been murdered. Um, 
and and so that's what you see. So all of those, that's what you see leading into. So that's what, and so that begin that timeline begins to occur before the Flash is able to rewind time because he missed his mark yep, effectively, yep. and then he he rewinds time by running really fast and and reverses time, and then it's able to occur. So that that timeline doesn't happen, um, but. Presumably, so that, that, see that, that's my that's my interpretation is that what what would have happened if they failed, and if 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 Barry Allen didn't go back and warn Batman that Lois the key, Lois he would have ended up killing Lois, um, and then he would have turned evil. So this is the this is the evil timeline that could have happened had they not done their job and done it correctly. Superman would have turned evil and helped Darkseid come in to take over the world. That's my interpretation of what happened. But and so, so the, the end sequence, okay. the end sequence, presumably is is the timeline where that that continues. That happens. Yes, that, that, that's that's my interpretation of it. That's how I see it anyway. And so he's there with the Amber Heard character. Is it Mira? Mira, yeah. From 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 Atlantis. So yep. the the so she's there to avenge Aquaman. Yep. Um, we have Deathstroke has teamed up now with Batman. Yep. Um, the Flash is still there, and presumably, what's happening is the Flash and Batman are continuing to try go back in time to fix these issues. Yep, and they're trying to hide from Superman. Superman. Yep, um, it's clearly the apocalypse. It's been terraformed. Everything's bad. So yeah, and, and you have Cyborg. Talk- you have Cyborg who seems to be injured or weak. Yep, at this point, um, and then you have the biggest reveal of all, which I'll let you say, Shane, which is Jared Leto's Joker, yep. and he is. Jared Leto-ing it up as the Joker. Now, now I, the biggest question, because this is a different version of the Joker again, I yep. think is a different different form than what he is in the in um, Suicide Squad. Did he become? Did he redeem himself in this version of the Joker? So, so my understanding is that this is this is the same. This is all the same canon. This is all the same timeline. Yes, yes, yes. Because we see the suit of armor, or the, the Robin defaced suit, in the flashback with uh, with Superman and the dead Lois. Yeah. So, so this Joker and clearly talks about murdering uh, a Robin. We don't know yes, which one. So th- this kind of takes away the the fan theory that that this Joker was um, a Robin, who's turned to the Joker. So, so of, we know it's not Jason Todd, so we can assume it's Dick Grayson. Well, we can assume that that this Joker killed Jason Todd, from what I'm gathering. Well, why? Well, I, I think it's actually meant to be a Dick Grayson. Well, he died. That, like, that he, he killed. killed. That he okay. killed. Well, either so one. Him, he, him and Harley Quinn him. kills yeah. Dick Grayson, yeah. and it's alluded then to that Batman killed Harley Quinn. Yes. And so they have a a, a tit for tat about you know, losing someone and what does that mean? And, and he, he brings it up. He then talks about a Joker card that Batman can hold and that's the truce. Yeah, so they, they, they keep a truce until... Until that, um, that, so that card is ripped up. Yeah. Um, the shot of Superman flying over with the Batman cow, there's a torn Joker card that floats down. Yep. And so that timeline, that truce is broken. So potentially the actual kicking off of this whole issue is Batman choosing to kill Joker yep. and, and rip the card up. And so you can take it a couple of ways is that that, that whole thing is, is responsible. That 
Batman choosing to kill is responsible for kicking off this whole whole issue. Yeah, yes, yeah, you could you could say that. Um, and it, it, I think this is this kind of this storyline comes from Injustice, uh, the video game and the comic book that followed, where Joker tricked Batman, uh, Superman, into killing Lois Lane. Is the general? That's how that that whole storyline kicked off, and then 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 Superman had nothing to live for, so he turned dark. And I think that's where they've, they've taken the the uh, premise of that. But it didn't really answer my question, Shan. This short two minutes on screen, yeah. Did he redeem himself from Suicide Squad? Uh, in my mind, no, no. no I, I still Jared don't. Lito. I still don't uh, like him as the Joker. No, I, I I didn't. I don't know what he was going for here. He, he, he was going for a, a mix between his character and Heath Ledger, which, again, you're just going to... It just sounds like a really poor the, imitation. The, the makeup is is more Ledger, Joker. It's And it's weird. I just don't understand why you do it. Yeah. Like, and- you're in an apocalypse-type event. And you have time to dress yourself in makeup, and he's still he's wearing a, a SWAT jacket with a bunch of badges. Yeah, I, did, I didn't mind that. Like that's kind of that's kind of cool. I, I didn't mind the way he was dressed. I just didn't understand the really red mouth and just white face. All his tattoos are gone. Um, what did you What did you think of the content? Like, what's you're you're a rusted on Batman fan? What's what I, did, I just think? I just didn't. Like, I, I understand. I understand the whole "you need me," but premise. I think that he was going for, like, where two sides of the same coin. Kind of the way he was talking was was what I got from that. I didn't really understand why he was there. I think in the in the long run, and I think that's what really confused me. Again, fan service. I get it. Like, and, they, and the and the big story was that Snyder always wanted to have Batman and this Batman and this Joker together to see how they'd act. And it was well documented that he said he will pay Ben Affleck and he will pay Jared Leto to come to his house and act out this final scene just so he could watch it. And then, because he got to do this this cut, he got to put them in together, and. I almost really wanted the Suicide Squad Joker, but we got this 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 morphed version of Joker. Yeah, yeah and, like, and like they've got- gone through a bigger battle together. Like they've they've obviously been battling for a long time, and yeah, they've finally got to this point where they can talk to each other about it. It's just I don't know. But in- instead, we got Batman to swear at him. Like, well, I can understand like Batman, like the, like Joker was clearly taunting him without. You know, yeah, and then Batman, Batman ta- ta- taunts him back and talks yeah, like, about I'll, murdering. I'll, yeah, I'll kill you. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, like, that was that was a bit. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I, I look, I, I I'm far more interested to see that movie. Like, yeah, me too. If 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 it went on where we are actually in the night the nightmare timeline, and we get to see that sort of this Suicide Squad, which is Batman, Deathstroke, Joker. Mirror, Mirror and, and, Cyborg. And, and Cyborg and the Flash. That's kind of more interesting to me than what we got. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love a movie where they're like Batman and Joker are forced to work together. Like they, like they hate each other with with a deep, or they love each other. Depends on which way you want to look at it. 
like there's a there's a deep connection there and they're forced to work together. I just don't like Jared Leto. And everything about that performance really reminded me why I don't like Jared Leto. It to, it was it was more palatable to me than the Suicide Squad Joker. Did it redeem it? No, but it was no, more watchable. No, I, I, it was more articulate the way he talked. I, I didn't more, I didn't want to burn my TV every time he yeah. was on, like for that yeah. sequence. I, 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 I actually I, sat there and watched it. All I wished was his makeup. Was different. Like that's all I wished. Like I, if, if I, I think the look of him really bummed me out. So I was instantly kind of like, well, this is shit. But I, I need to listen to what he says again. And I think yeah. that'll be a, a better take. I, I wasn't really, mind you, I just watched two and a half hours of Justice League. Yeah. I was kind of burned out and just like, oh, just end already. Um, I really should go back and listen to what he says and kind of take a different meaning into it. So, I mean, what are we saying here? I mean, if you had to sit down and watch either version, it's this version, right? Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. But what's really irking me is that, you know, it's got a 7.8 IMDb, uh, 8 point something IMDb score, and it's got a 78% Rotten Tomatoes. It's not that good. If you were objectively watching, objectionally deciding, is this a good movie? Right. Put it. Put aside. It's put, aside eight, put aside. Put aside the original. It's got aside. an eight point four on IMDb, Shane. It's got an eight point four on IMDb. You're, t- you're talking. This is this is um, Endgame. This is Iron Man. This is the best of the best superhero movies are in this eight point four category. So, on so objectively, putting aside the other movie. Oh, and just, you got your stupid hero shot. Well, they all jump in this thing together. I, I, that I, me off. I didn't mind that, to be honest. I was oh, okay with that. You're okay um, with it. I'm but, okay with it. Anyway, okay, anyway. The, the, is this a good movie on its own as a four and a half hour cut? The answer is no. No, it's not. It's, it's not a good movie. It has. It is still a mishmash of ideas. It is still absolutely overlong. In terms bloated. of its cut, it's yep. bloated and and it needs to be it's, cut. It's, it's dull. It it's looks dull. ugly in parts. Like it's, it's ugly. ugly. The CGI is bad in parts. It, it is it is a half finished and half realized version, and it, it's almost three movies crammed into one to try and finish off this trilogy that Schneider was trying to do. Objectively, it's not a good movie. And, and, so, and you have to and take it on its merits. You, what, forget forget that it's a better version than the 2017. Yeah, I, I, that's what everyone's comparing it to. It's a it's a it's a better it's a twice as good version of the other one, but that doesn't mean it makes it a, a good movie. And I think and what really irked me, knowing the information that I know, is that there's no going to be a sequel. You're setting up sequels that are never going to happen. Yeah, like this this Bruce Wayne and Deathstroke storyline, which I desperately want to see. I would love to see. Ben Affleck and Joe Magnello, Magnello, yeah, Magnello, Magnello as Deathstroke. I think that'd be a great, a great pairing and a great because Deathstroke is, is a is a brilliant tacticianist. He's he's Batman's better half in a in a in a in a grand scheme of things, and it, that'd be a great movie. But you're never going to see it. No, and you're never going to see any of the stuff like Martian Manhunter. That's going nowhere. Green uh, Aquam, uh, Green Green Lantern Corps is going nowhere. You, all you've got is Wonder Woman, which we've already seen, which was rubbish, 88, 86 or 88, whatever the hell it was called, which was rubbish. You've got this, you've got um, Aquaman 2, and you've got the Flash movie, which is going to retcon everything. So I just, I don't know why, as Zack Snyder's cut would put the hints and teasers in 
for a movie that the, he knows is never going to happen. But that, that was clearly the idea is that that, that was, this is going to set up the universe and it's clearly not gone that way. And so he wanted well, to finish Affleck's his gone, trilogy. But, uh, Superman Henry Cavill's gone. They're not coming back. Um, ben Affleck said he'd do cameo appearances. I think this is always kind of agreed to do. Um, and you've lost some great, some great talent in this, in this movie. And you've wasted some great talent in this movie. Well, I've got a bit of a different take on that. I mean, what rewatching this, I actually don't think Ben Affleck is a good Bruce Wayne. And and, and Zack Snyder said, "I was Bruce Wayne." Well, Zack Snyder said he he cast them based on alter alter egos. Mm. So I don't know that he's a great Bruce Wayne. I'm really excited to see what Robert Pattinson brings yeah, to I'm the so table. Right. I'm so excited for this and, movie. and what Matt Reeves does. And I, I want to see that version of Batman. I, I, I'm I'm confused by their by their strategy. I, I don't know is is the the Batman this Matt Reeves version? Is this a one shot? Is this a, is this not going to connect in? It's, I don't know what that not, strategy it's not is. Canon. It's not it's not canon in this universe. No, it's it's so it's, it's, a, it's a one does shot. Does this does this universe continue? Are we going to have a Justice League two? No, we're not. We can't. You can, how can you have a Justice League 2 with no Batman and no Superman? Well, you'd have to recast both of those. And, w- and would you do that? I just don't see the point. So, so what do you do? You restart again and you have a you go back no, no, to no. Batman what, 1? Like- what, what you have to do with it, to, to, to fix this way, you, you, you do Aquaman 2 that has nothing to do with this because it made good money and Jason Momoa was awesome as Aquaman. You do that movie. You do The Flash, which kind of retcons all of it, and you're done. And, and so you, you don't do any more D, DCU, like it's dead. Yeah, DCU is dead. It's it, the, and I think this proves that they need to either invest in the characters and invest in them doing one-on-one movies before you go for a big superhero movie. But honestly, I am not excited about Cyborg. I'm not excited about Wonder Woman, and I couldn't give two shits about Aquaman. So interesting whether they can make something cohesive out of the Flash movie or not. Um I, th- I think there's a good premise there. I mean, they're doing they're going to do the Flashpoint, um, but it's such a mess. It's such a mess in terms of its cinematic universe. It, it, this just, didn't just do anything it. to fix just it. Kill it. So you and have to kill it, and do you start you, again in ten years? Do you- you, you, your two big names, which are Batman and Superman, are gone. They're, they're your tent poles. You can't recast them because otherwise it would be really weird. Um, you're already going ahead with the new Batman movie anyway. I think what you're going to do is is can it can it until you got a better plan. And, and I think and so then. The biggest you come problem, back to Superman, we do Man of Steel again. But the, the problem is Superman's the worst character. He's the worst character to try and, and have an opponent because you have to go larger than life. You have to go extraterrestrial beings coming to Earth to kill it. And Marvel did that, but they did it in a way, as you said, with 20, 25 movies to build to Thanos, to send them out of space, to, and that made it work in some weird, ridiculous way. Marvel made it work. They don't have a Superman. They have they have Miss Captain Marvel, who's barely used in the last two movies, and it's the same problem. He's too strong. You, if you want to, if you want to do it, take out Superman and just go with the rest. But yeah, but everyone knows Superman is and, and, is and, the and that's, that's, so that's, that's this is the problem. That's your issue. So, but so look, the comics have been doing it for years, so there, there is a way to do it. It's it's just I just don't know that it's got a cohesive vision, and I think they've doubled down on the director and the director's vision rather than giving someone overarching the keys, someone like Jeff Johns that says I'm going to steer the like like Kevin Feige did. It but, was never in the early stages about the director. It wasn't this wasn't John Favreau's vision. This wasn't 
Taika Waititi's vision, it was a Marvel vision with flares on it. And in the first 10 movies, you wouldn't have even necessarily known who the director was. No. And, and I think uh, uh, the, the problem was that they tried to rush through it. And we've, we've done this many, many times, but they, they, they tried to rush through it to get to the, the Avengers type level. And I think they did, they did a fine... They, they need to do a Batman movie by itself and they need to do individual movies. And then, like now, now that you've got two Wonder Woman movies, you would have had two Batman movies. You would have had two Superman movies by now, a Flash and an Aquaman. Then you go into, a, into your Justice League. That's when you do your team up. Um, well, you, you've got Batman versus Superman, so it's a, it's one Batman movie, two Superman movies. Yeah, to move into the third. Well, it's, one. it's a half of each. So you got one point five Batman, one point five Superman, half a Batman movie. You got and, sh- and add one woman's kind of in Batman versus Superman. So you got a point two five of her. You haven't got enough spread out establishing the 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 world. But they're all very Schneider movies. Yes, they are and, incredibly and Zack Snyder movies. And yeah. then there's no cohesive understanding of what the universe looks like. How the hell do you bring Green Lantern into that? Like, Green Lantern's another massive DC character that's completely absent from this whole mm. run apart from basically Easter eggs. Um, he has to come in. He would have had to have been a big part of Justice League 2, would have been the Green Lantern Corps, surely. They're, 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 I don't understand the cohesive mix I think it's a hard reset. You recast just about everyone, and you just throw yeah, it out. And you've that- got, you got to you got to throw it out and literally start again. And you need and what they need to be doing is trying to find someone like the Kevin Feige, who is the overarching director or uh, showrunner or leader of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you need to find that person. The problem is how many of him are out there? Because I'm not sure Jeff Johns can do it. Well, um, clearly not. But and, but I, I want to know who's running the who's running the the TV arm of DC because that, uh, that's Greg Berlanti. Greg Berlanti. They're clearly do doing a better job. And I, I and I, there's a certain point where the the DC stuff on TV uh, gets really uh, grating. Um, but the first few seasons of Arrow is really good. The first few seasons of Flash is really good. The first few seasons of Wonder uh, Supergirl is really good. And the way they come together is really good, and it makes sense. Um, it goes a bit crazy with um, with the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Well, I think um, you've got you've got that because of the length. Like but you you've, end you've up ending up crazy because you've got yeah. So you, because but you've got all this time, so you end up having to go to the dig deeper a bit to some of the other because you've got a villain of the week effectively, right? So yeah, you've got to keep okay. going to find all the crazy and wacky villains. But you also you also have overarching overall ones where they, the whole season accumulates to one person. But you, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to start from scratch, start, but the, the problem is where do you start? And it's not with Superman. No. I, just, I think it needs a whole reboot. I think you just, you start, you, you, if, if, Pat, if Patton, Pattinson works out and he's prepared to do a whole run. I, I don't think Pattinson's the, the tone that they're looking for. I think they, they, they want an Avengers type. I'd love to do a, a darker, grittier version of it where Batman's kind of like emo-ish and um, is a great detective and all that stuff. But uh, well, I, I just maybe don't we just don't. Maybe we just don't need a DCU. Maybe we just happy with having one shot characters. You, you or, can't. Or, you can't try and follow the the Marvel pattern because I think it's a once in a lifetime event. We just don't. We don't need Justice League. Is it? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. You know, and and as and just read the comic books. Stick to your one offs. I think I think there's a, I think there's a version tones. I think there's a version that works. I just it needs someone to grab it and actually plot this thing out. 
I just the the thing about I, I'm trying I'm, I'm thinking about Marvel now where they're going. You know, I'm trying to think of all the characters they introduce together, and most of them are based on Earth, Captain America. You know, um, Iron Man. They're all, and then you, then you, you mix in Thor, but somehow it works on Earth, and I just don't see where Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are your three big ones. How do you find a villain that suits them that isn't ridiculous? I bet. To, for me now, like I'm over the Marvel. I, I to me, I'm over the Marvel interconnectivity. The we MCU. had it for twelve years. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm I was done with the Thanos Endgame. Like that to me, that's kind of the death of the Marvel MCU to, to, for my mind. And I'm I'm happy to pick up characters and watch the movies that I want to watch. I'd be more than happy to do that. I don't need an interconnected. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. I'll, I'll watch those characters if the movie looks good, uh, but I don't need to understand a whole bunch of other movies to you, see. You can it, have, like. But you can have them in the same universe. Like you can, ha- you don't need to ha- necessarily see them in the same film, though. Like you can oh, have. They can all live spots. in the same universe, but yeah, do they, have, if what they do in one movie affects the other movie, then I have to feel like I have to see those all yeah. the movies. I don't want to do that. I'm happy to, with the one shot. I'm really happy with one shot Batman and a whole bunch of different Batmans. Well, look at really the Nolan Trilliverse, the, no, the Nolan, <laughs> the Nolan um, set, trilogy. trilogy. That's the way yeah. I'm looking for. Um, <sighs> that, that worked perfectly because it was a three movie based on Batman and no one else. And it worked perfectly. And I think Batman is the best character to do that. But I really, really want to, like, I, I, as much as I want to see Robert Pattinson as Batman, I, I want to see a Flash movie. But, I want to see... As a moviegoer, I'm happy to go accept this th- run of three movies is Nolan's vision of Batman. Mm. The next person that picks it up, I, I'm, I, I don't come in with expectations of it being the Nolan Batman. I can come away and go, oh, this is this Batman doing this stuff. Like mm. if, if it sets where it's a different universe, a different timeline where Batman, you know, is different. I'm happy to pick that up. I've been watching the... I, I just watched Red Sun, the Superman Red Sun, and that's Good. just an alternative right. take yeah. of Superman what, actually what crashes in, in Russia up. rather than in, in, in yeah. America and what does that mean? I'm I'm happy as a one-shot to watch that stuff and understand it's a one-shot. I think the audience is smarter than they give you credit for and they like, if you don't show Batman and Superman and basically Batman stays to the same rules as we've always seen him, the audience will lose their mind. Well, no, you just got to build your universe out and explain what universe we're looking at. Mm. There's a way to do it. It's just, I just don't, th- I think it needs someone to grab the reins and to, and to have a strategic vision that runs more than three movies. Yeah. You, and, you, you need to step it out and have an understanding of that. Yeah. And, and if you really, if you, if you really wanted to do a, a, a DCEU, you, you need to take your time. Yeah. You can't, you can't, yeah expect to get to a justice league movie in three movies and think it's going to be a good movie it just it irks me to no end that these scores are so high and the praise is so positive because it's slightly better than the first i just one. think everyone wanted the Snyder cut to be better and it was and so that's that's what's getting this so, so it gets it gets passed as a great movie i, I don't point, i think 8.4 on imdb is 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 legendary status yeah i think that'll balance out over time I um I, so. I, I think so so really quickly what are you giving as it's as a standalone movie, what are you giving the Snyder? Well, I, I gave I gave Justice League the first one a solid F. I thought it was a fail. It's failed in every attempt. This one was better. I give it a D plus. Uh, I'm I'm going to give it a C. I think. I so think you you, I, you recommend you recommend? I, to watch I don't it. know that I recommend it. So I, my my version, if you give it a C, you're recommending it, even if it's a small recommend. Anything below a C <clears> is not recommend. I'm not recommending. I, th- I think if anyone you, else, I think if you've seen. The Whedon cut, you owe it to yourself to have a crack at this one. 
that, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Movie is one. It just it's oh, just it's got it's a, it's got parts in it that's worth looking at. Yeah, and it's visually, it's it's good in parts to to visually look at. It's not a the good story. The, the story it, it fails in it fails in acting at some parts. It fails in visuals. It fails in storytelling. I think it fails across all three over the whole movie. Yeah, it's it is. It's it's not a great movie, but is as a as a social experiment, as as a story, like in its totality, it's something to me that's worth looking at. And maybe um, a vision, a, a director saying, "I want to finish my vision that I didn't get to." It, it it was a it was a restored vision to me as a, as someone who loves filmmaking and loves the the behind the scenes stuff. It's kind of a triumph in terms of something a bit different like not only that it was like i want to do my movie but i'm going to do it at four hours and someone said okay yeah but here, what, here's some way to fix it what bugs me that's that's my point that bugs me is there's he's given him 30 million dollars to make what movie haven't we seen because he wanted to finish his vision of a not so good movie no that's I, my I, problem i i'm see you you're almost to the point where you're saying you're upset it exists i'm saying i'm happy it exists I, i'm I'm, I'm, ups- I'm upset that they could have spent the money on a decent flash movie. Well, or, I think that's going to come. Or a, a decent indie movie that would have blown us away for $30 million. And, and, that, and they've given us this, which is not much better than the original. Well, that that I think I think it's it's far superior to the original. I think I think that's that's the difference. It's far superior. It's does it make it a good, good does it make it a good movie? movie? No. But it's far superior. So you spent you spent thirty million dollars to make it a a better movie, but still fails to be a good movie. Well, it, that it makes might, me sad. It might give us it might give us other stuff. It might give us a decent Flash movie. Like if this wasn't done based on 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 Justice League, does the Flash movie get made? Well, the Maybe Wonder not. Woman movie still got made, and it was a pile of shit. It did because Wonder Woman did so well. Yeah, but Wonder but Woman- Flash hasn't got a movie that he can bank on. No, so- and, I, and I, I really hope they that, that something good comes from this. And a flash movie is delivered. That I, I still think I still think it's worth a watch as as an experiment and nothing else. I, I, I do I do agree that it's worth watching the, the original Justice League and then watching this and seeing well how can one director butcher another person's work in Zack Snyder's mind or yeah. in direct he's butchered his work. I, 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 I think I, he couldn't rest until this movie was done properly. I think I think there's nothing more to say than Whedon butchered this movie, but it wasn't a great movie to begin with. So, I, and I still don't think that's Britain's fault. Um, no, the original Justice League is the worst version of this movie. Yes, it, it, it's the it's the worst version you could have possibly hoped. Is this the best version of that movie? I think it's the best version of that movie. Does it make it a good movie? No, but it's probably uh, the best it, version it, of this. It, movie. it would have been better to throw the original out and start again. Yeah, but is it the best version of this movie? I think yes, it, it is. is, but it's not great. And, but I do. I was one thing before we wrap up. I do want to say the one thing I do miss, and I really wish they kept in, was the last scene, the, the last callback scene to Batman, uh, Superman, and Flash racing each other. I, I, I feel I, like that that wasn't earned. It wasn't earned, but I still I thought that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, it was. It was probably. But at least we got rid of that Russian family. Yeah, true, true. That, so that's something. I, I need to go back and watch the original. original. Don't, don't do it, T. I need to. I need to see the difference now. Um, there's there's supercuts on YouTube. Just watch those. It's much easier. <laughs> um, so so that's it from us. Thank you so much for listening. Do do give it a crack. I, I really, if you've got the time and the investment, if you've seen the original, I think go back and watch this. Do it over a couple of sittings. Yeah, if you're not invested in in, in superheroes at all, don't bother because don't you're, you're, you're going to bang your head against the wall. Yeah. Go and watch Iron Man. 
Yeah, probably just go and watch Iron Man again or Avengers. I, I've got to go watch Avengers again. I really yeah, just watch just watch Avengers because because Avengers is 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 a is an A movie and this just doesn't even compare to that. Uh, well, and if you put if you put the two Avengers together, the the, the last two. So if you put yeah. um, Endgame and um, God, what's the what's Infinity the other Avengers War. called? Infinity War and uh, and Endgame together. That's basically the the runtime of this. Watch yeah. those two. It's far far better. Far far. far. Um, all right, so so that's it from me. Thank you so much for listening and from Jack. I'm going to end it the same way I ended the last podcast, Shan, that we did on Justice League. Booyah. It's still terrible. It's still terrible. I don't think he Does he say that at all in this new no, movie? No, he doesn't. Oh, so no. Does that but even work? But, but Aquaman still says, my man. Oh, man. God, it's a bad movie. I mean, he's an impersonator. A fake. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following urgent announcement. You, yes you, put down that oversized bottle of scrumpy and listen here. Do you like being entertained? Do you like television? Do you cringe at culturally insensitive, sexist, racist, problematic jokes in not quite old enough television shows? Do you like old-timey announcers who keep asking inane rhetorical questions, who go on and on so much that you just want to suck them right in the gusset? Do you like the letter H? Well, do we have the show for you. Built for people who love TV, where three rapscallions dissect two television shows, one old and one not so old, for a probable audience of one, seven. So dust off your flares, jump off your chamber pot, and a third old-timey product joke, it's time for Hardly TV History.